0: Welcome, to Let, Me Tell you Why Welcome you're wrong. to
1: Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong. Proof we can disagree. Proof that we can disagree.
0: No, 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 no. no. That's not wrong on so yet. many levels. And still get along. And still get along. That's fair. You know, I think that is true. Right. I think you're right. That's true. That's true. I get it. I'm Greg Radcliffe. My name is Morgan. started. Here we go indeed. Good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: How was your week?
1: You know what's weird? What? I don't think you're coming through my headphones. No? No, you're not.
0: Is your Are your headphones plugged into the microphone?
1: Yeah. It's fine. I mean, if you can hear me, I can hear you. It's not a big deal. Okay. My week um, was great. How was your week?
0: It was good. It's really good. I look really bright today. You're bright. Look at how blue my eyes look. Don't they look blue?
1: Yeah, dude.
0: Maybe it's just my screen.
1: Look how blue my eyes look. I'm colorblind. Oh my, then how do you... <laughs> you idiot.
0: <laughs> What'd you say?
1: I said, you idiot.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, we've, uh, welcome back to everybody listening. Um, all seven of you, um, it's good to it might see be less ya. now, we've
1: been <laughs> mostly
0: family members. Uh, it's another episode of let me tell you why you're wrong. And we have got a good one today. Um, I'm glad your week was good. My week was, was good as well. Um, oh, you just, t- I don't know. Did you just oh,
1: text me? I, I'm sorry. I meant to text Brian.
0: Oh, we're having some technical difficulties a little bit this morning. I had but some the difficulties. technical
1: difficulties are also with me, my ability to just be awake.
0: <laughs> what well, is early? Mm-hmm. You have Starbucks. I have. I you know what's so funny? I have. How funny. I have Starbucks. The K cups. The Keurig cups.
1: Yeah, I've, I've got some K cups. Yeah. Cause fuck the environment, right?
0: <laughs> They're not bad for the environment, are they?
1: If you recycle them, no.
0: How do you recycle? What do you mean recycle them? Throw them in the recycle bin?
1: Um, I know Surla I don't know how to say that place. Surla, Surla. Table. Table. Or Table. We'll take them back. You can take them back to them and they say they say that they recycle them.
0: That place is really pretentious in my opinion.
1: I like that place.
0: Well, I like the stuff they have in it, but it's just in my head. I'm just thinking, I don't know. I've known some people who have worked there and they're very pretentious.
1: Oh yeah. Why are they pretentious with their
0: Because I can't afford their stuff and it makes me mad.
1: You can afford their stuff.
0: So immediately they're pretentious. You're crazy. Um well hey, today we have a good episode, as I mentioned. Your Morgan's dealing with her headphones. Your beats by Dre. Are they Bluetooth? No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um Anyways, our our, uh, our episode today is predictions for the future,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So this is not going to be like a prediction in the sense of we're going to pretend like we are tea leaf readers or anything like that. We're just going to talk about what's going to happen. Where's our country going to go? And this is especially prudent after watching both the presidential and vice presidential debates. Um, but before we get into that and we get diving in today, I want to talk about our non-sponsors. We are a few minutes in, and I feel bad for not having mentioned them already. So, do you have your ad I reads? got it. You want the second one? hmm Okay. Because I don't agree. I, f- I know. That you're not going to like the first one. Well, Our first non-sponsor are vegans, bravely deciding that no animal should die so they can eat. These brave virtue signaler- signalers... Have been gaining more and more traction in today's culture. And we hear it, let me tell you why you're wrong, see your efforts, and we applaud your mission, especially since we know you're doing it while being so starved and malnutritioned.
1: Yeah, Thanks, vegans. I disagree.
0: Oh, I'm just being silly.
1: They're not virtue signalers.
0: Uh, probably 90, 90% of them are.
1: Oh, come on, Greg. You're so judgmental. I'm not, ju-
0: I'm not judgmental. I just go by the facts, I just look at, I just do the math. And I go, okay, from all the vegans, no, 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 not even science. I'm just saying like you look and you meet these people and you go, wow, this, I've any vegans that, you know, a certain percentage of them, they're virtue signalers. or they're, they might not say it. Obviously nobody wants to say that they are, but they are.
1: Or they just care about their health.
0: But you can care about your health and not be a... If you actually cared about your health and actually cared about science and biology, you probably, probably wouldn't be vegan. However, there are a lot of people that I would I would agree and admit that there are a lot of people that absolutely do benefit from the vegan lifestyle, um, whether it's it you know their stomach or their genetics or whatever. but a lot of people don't.
1: And we agree that vegans are probably, eating healthier than people that eat at mcdonald's every day
0: well well sure
1: and eat out every day
0: but you could eat non-vegan and then not go to mcdonald's every day and i think you would be healthier than somebody who eats at mcdonald's every day right i mean
1: moving on from this topic.
0: moving on but hey thanks for not sponsoring our video vegans we know you're out looking for food
1: No, they're just growing it in their backyard.
0: (laughs) They're doing it. No, Greg, they're doing it in a self-sustainable way that's better for the environment. So shut up.
1: (laughs) Um, Our second non-sponsor is Gym Equipment Manufacturers. Mm. They are not sponsoring our show, but we sure do appreciate their price gouging and insufficient delivery. We are all on board with a little supply and demand. So $124 for seven pounds. Sure. That makes us smile. Thanks, gym equipment manufacturers.
0: Yes, thank you indeed. It is getting ridiculous.
1: We actually did purchase a home gym during quarantine, and it took probably two, two-ish months to get. And Brian had to be on a uh, on the website for probably three hours, waiting in a queue to be able to purchase.
0: Yeah. It's it's we lucked out because we did it we did the bulk of ours beforehand because we just decided to switch and get away from the gym. But since then, I've had to order a few little things here and there, and I've been in the market for kettlebells. And I literally, it's just like no. Well, I ended up just literally every time I go to like Walmart or Target, I'll walk by the kettlebell section. And like the other day, I was in Walmart and I found a five-pound one for or a ten-pound one because I'm gonna get the, the girls or Scar- Audrey going. And I just you grabbed know it, had- but it was the only one there. And then the next day, like a, a couple weeks later, I went to like Target or something and there was a, a 20 pound one and that was the only kettlebell they had, so I grabbed it
1: and You know it. who has a ton of kettlebells and doesn't use them? Who? Dave. Dave has a really elaborate gym sit-up. And he does. let's be honest, he doesn't work out anymore. Sorry, Dave. He doesn't? No, that boy's out of shape.
0: Well, round is a shape. (laughs) But hey, thanks, Jim Manufacturers. Um, Well, that being said, let's get going and let's talk about our topic today. And that is, like I mentioned at the top, that we are going to be doing a little discussion about the future. I know so many people out there are wondering, what is the world going to look like? You are not alone. We have been wondering that ourselves. I especially was curious to see how the world was going to look after the, let's talk about, I don't want to get too, well, we'll get political. Let's, yeah. let's dive into the debate thing. Cause that was the most topical thing.
1: Which one do you want to start with?
0: I was going to say, here's how I, I had a, after the presidential debate, I really was like, Oh my God, what the hell is the world going to look like with either of these chuckleheads? Either one of them. Luckily, uh, the vice presidential debate happened, which is so funny because normally the vice presidential debate, people are like, Doesn't matter. oh, they debated? Oh, I didn't even know. Who's, who's the vice presidents. Well, but I saw there's... this
1: thing and it was like, name, name who Hillary ran with when she ran for president.
0: Wasn't it McCain? No, that was the other lady.
1: McC- oh my God. Who did Hillary run with? Because usually vice presidents don't matter.
0: <laughs> who did she run with? Do you remember? No. I'm going to Google it. Let's see here. Hang on. Hillary's just Hillary's
1: running mate.
0: Running mate, if I could spell. Was that for
1: 2016?
0: Yeah. I chose Tim Kaine. (laughs) What? No idea who that is. I've never heard of that person in my entire life. So as you can tell by that fact alone, everyone listening you should really pay attention to what we have to say about the political environment because I've literally never heard of Tim Kaine. He's a, he's a Senator from Virginia. Yeah, I don't, but yeah. So anyways, after the first presidential debate, it was like, Oh, you know, like I would say for me, and Cassandra and I have talked about this. I voted for Obama twice. I'm not trying to, Virtue signal. I'm just trying to explain my political leanings. And then anybody who's listening to this knows that right now, I'm more likely to probably be a Trump voter. Was that a sneeze? <sighs> Bless you. That was a sneeze. Um, I'm more likely to be a Trump voter now, but I think that I heard it put this way, and I think I this this really sums me up. It's not that I'm a Trump supporter. I just have a lot more problems with the left right now. Than I did. Well, so it's sort I of think, like lesser of two evils.
1: I, I I, think that that's how most people are. I think it's like, like I saw this girl who's like um, very anti-Trump and she's very strong Democrat, I think. And she always posts all this political stuff. And she even posted like, I don't love Biden, but I hate Trump. <laughs> so it's like people aren't picking because they really believe in I, I mean, the majority of people I think aren't picking somebody because they really believe in them, and they're picking who they think is going to do the least amount of damage.
0: <laughs> like, which one do I think I could I'm still giggling, exist? But like,
1: that's not funny.
0: <laughs> well, and I will tell you at, at the debate, I think that uh, first off, the trouble is, and this is one of the things when we're talking about the future, is I, I, I want to, I want things to change so badly, and I don't think either of them can bring it about. Do you know what I mean? Like The changes that I would love to see made, there are things that I think both of them could do that I think would be positive, but they also come with negatives that I have to kind of weigh and be like, okay, well, which one has the most negatives that they would bring to the table amongst all their positives? Let's, let's avoid that. And that's where I'm at with like, okay, I think Biden would bring the most negatives to our, to our country. But Trump was bringing a lot, too. And just the yelling, I guess, is the big thing, is that it was so synonymous, in my opinion. It was was such a good indicator or a, a mirror to sort of how our society is right now, them just yelling at each other and not listening to each other and somebody else. I felt like America is that moderator. Who was the moderator? What was his name? I don't know. Um, anyways, whoever the moderator was, and he was kind of like, guys, you know, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. Vice President, Mr. you know, he kept having to be like, I feel like he's on the American people. And the the well. president, the president, presidential debate represented, like, politics in America today, where they're That's- just yelling at each other nonsense, and we're all just like, the rest of society is like, hey, guys, pe- ladies, people, hey, 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 please, just, and we're all just like...
1: <sighs> the best analogy that I saw was... <clears throat> Trump and Biden are like the divorced couple that's feuding over custody. And we're the children that just want to go live with grandma. Yes. It's <laughs> just like,
0: I don't want to be with either of these people.
1: And yeah, we're just hoping, we just and then, want to be done then, with it. And
0: when you realize you have no choice, you just kind of go, well, maybe they'll, maybe which one will give me the most
1: gifts? I didn't get the to get to experience a divorce as a child. So, I feel like collectively, the United States gets to live through this trauma together.
0: Right. So we're all getting a little taste. Yeah. All the people all the people who were uh going through it they're like, "See? See?"
1: My cat well, just threw a pencil at me.
0: Your cat just threw a pencil at you? Yes. Um I didn't know cats could throw things like that. neither, but... So, so in terms of, the, of, the, of that, so after that, I'm sitting back thinking, okay, this is a mess. And I don't want to go into like, the details of what they talked about because I don't want to do a breakdown of the debates. Yeah. But I will say, though, when it comes to breaking down the debates, it was really funny to me because we watched the debates on NBC. Mm-hmm. And then we switched it over to... We watched a little bit of their post-debate kind of recap. Yeah. And then we went over, because I like to see both sides. And then we went over after, after, you know, 10 minutes or so, we went over to Fox to watch it. And the funny thing was, is that everybody at NBC doing the thing, I can hear your cat purring. Um, Everybody at NBC on the telecast was wearing a mask. Everybody on Fox is not wearing a mask. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole mask situation, but what I do think is funny is that in order to be in that building, you all were tested. Everyone was tested.
1: Well, but then Trump ended up with it, right?
0: Well, but he could have gotten it from a, a number of different
1: Allegedly. Things.
0: Yeah, allegedly. But you know what I'm saying? It just was so funny. And Fox was not wearing a mask. NBC was wearing a mask. And I'm just like, this has become like, it's become like a flag. You know, little things like that, whether it's the mask, whether it's, you know, just various things in society, they pop up and they become these like flags that people carry to sort of state where they stand and, and, and how how virtuous they think they are or whatever. And I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, yeah, after that debate, I was, I was, my head was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do.
1: I was really hoping that it would be like helpful, but I, neither of them answered I don't think any of the questions directly. It was like watching a Miss America pageant Mm -hmm. where they just talk to talk. (laughs) And I was like, answer the question.
0: Yeah. Can I say in my, Oh, go ahead.
1: I just felt like anytime they got a chance to talk, they talked about something that they thought the other person had done bad. Mm -hmm. Well, well, the
0: The struggle that I face is that I don't, I'm with you. I don't, well, no, I think it answered, the trouble, I guess, is it didn't help me necessarily, so I'm with you on that. But I will say, though, that I think that the trouble was is that the way that our, our world has been set up, Trump has, is, has been put in, in, the, in the mainstream media. I'm not saying this is what America has done, but this is what the mainstream media has done to him. Imagine being him and sitting back in the, in the White House and just listening for weeks and weeks and weeks, forever, for years even, of just being blasted and things that you say being taken out of context and potentially being you know some things being maybe being correct but some, you know what i mean constantly feeling like he's just being attacked and now he's on the primetime stage and he's like i'm going to i'm going to get some shit out and i'm just well, going to
1: I mean i guess i understand where you're coming from but he also is known for being a very like argumentative and loud yeah
0: he's well he's, he's
1: shit that no, he's just not diplomatic. Like, he just says whatever he's thinking.
0: True, I, I, I would, Like that. I think he. Well, no, I think I think you're right. He does say whatever he's thinking. I think diplomatic is the not diplomatic is is not correct. I think that he is diplomatic. I mean, what he's done in the Middle East, he basically not peace in the Middle East, but moving the embassy is something that presidents have been trying to do for years. Years and years and years and years.
1: Okay, explain to me why they wanted to move the embassy. Um, you don't know.
0: Louise, I don't know exactly the reason why. It, what? It, what? It basically, what it was is it ended up being. I think in my in my understanding of it, in the grand scheme, just high level, is what it ended up being was it was that move meant an acceptance and a in a sort of a olive branch from both sides to allow certain things to happen between Israel and Palestine. Which peace in well, the Middle did, East has he been got something that- peace
1: contract signed or whatever, didn't he? He what? He got them to sign peace agreements, didn't you, he?
0: F- right. Like, that's the other thing too. So, but just, and whether or not that solves it completely, you know what I mean? The fact that he's got that going on and had that happen is great. And then I also believe firmly for myself, the stuff that he's done in China um, with the tariffs and stuff like that, because he literally, yeah. So he, to your point, I think he- he does say what he thinks and that is a detriment inside domestic politics. But from non-diplomatic, I think he, he handles diplomacy and international relations Maybe in a good the- way because you can't go around to other countries and be like super sweet because you'll be straight up taken advantage of, you know? Yeah. But so as far as my predictions for the future after that, I was like, this is going to be a crap show because here's what I thought. I think that, uh, or I thought at the time after that, I was thinking, this is this is how our politics are going to be now. Just a bunch of grown adults screaming at each other and not letting each other speak and not coming to any kind of solution or, or even discussion. And I was afraid that I was like, well, if Biden wins, then great. We're going to be hosed because our economy is going to collapse and everybody's going to fall to shit. And then we're going to have to spend the next 17, 20 years rebuilding it. And America's all going to go, What do we do? And then if Trump gets elected, everybody's going to get angry and everyone's going to start yelling and our economy is going to go to shit and people are going to be yelling at each other. So I was really, really torn. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen because. What were you thinking after the debate? Like for the future?
1: I am concerned about. Are we talking about both debates now?
0: Well, I was going to say we can talk about both because I definitely was relieved a little bit. After the vice presidential debate. Well,
1: I will say, like, I was concerned because I feel like um, in one of them they, I saw somewhere that or maybe it was on their website. I don't even remember at this point anymore, but I get the impression from their answers, and then I think it's listed on. Did Did Kamala answer that she would shut down the the do mandatory lockdowns again?
0: Uh, I don't know. She's she's from California, so she's...
1: So that just honestly, that's what concerns me is shutting down the nation because there's, like, I just don't know that that's, I think that'll wreck us. I think people will lose their houses. People will be, like, you just can't do that. Right. I also think this whole lockdown thing is honestly making a bigger divide between The division of like wealth in this country,
0: a hundred percent. Oh yeah!
1: If you think about it, it's like it's fast food, grocery store workers, and like Starbucks, and then it's like honestly, the people that are able to still work from home are like higher level executives, like jobs that are a little bit more well paid
0: and white collar ish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, so you're, you're shutting down all like the hardworking middle class, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. I think it's, uh, it's caused a big problem and I'm, I don't know whether Kamala said that or was it Kamala or Kamala? I think it's Kamala.
1: I'll be real honest with you. I don't, I don't,
0: I don't care. I was really, I, she's from California and anybody from California is uh, politician wise, not individual politician wise. Really concerns me because whether or not she says she's going to have more lockdowns, I think that I don't know. It feels like certain sides, like especially the left, has been really riding this this COVID thing. Well, I did that in the. I will
1: say from the debates is that they they spent a lot of time talking about COVID and blaming Trump for COVID, and I am not necessarily Team Trump, but I I don't think that you can blame him for covid covid would have existed with or without him
0: right the argument they say is that he didn't do something to get people in there soon enough or he pulled he he shut down a task force that obama had set up on infectious obama disease shut
1: that task force down google it
0: i know and
1: obama and the, shut it down before he left office
0: yeah and the people that china wouldn't let us send people in when we were trying, like back know, in February. He
1: said he was going to ban travel and they all called him racist.
0: hmm And then Fauci said that was probably one of the best things we did was ban travel early on.
1: Yeah. And Fauci said, if you shut down the economy, you could lose two. I'm just like, also, I don't even trust Fauci because Fauci changes his story all the time. But like, I don't trust any of them, to be honest. Oh,
0: well, and but so the after the vice presidential debate, I will say to your point. Yeah, the uh, they talked about COVID a lot, which I thought you're right because I remember that Trump actually he he would he would have he would mention that he was on a conference call with all of the governors because he pretty much did what I think you should have done is said, governors, handle your states, talk amongst yourselves, figure out the science, and you guys, your every state's going to be different because he left it up to the governors. Yeah. To mandate. And that's what, you know, he didn't, he didn't issue any directive. In fact, I.
1: So again, is there argument that he should have shut down the entire country?
0: I don't know. I think the argument for them is that because Biden kept saying that the, uh, less people would have died under his plan. And then we found out in the vice presidential debates that I guess his plan basically looked identical to exactly what Trump and Pence did. But Well
1: also it's really easy to have a plan after the fact, Right. I mean,
0: you know what I hate about sometimes in in political things too, is when people are approached with a problem and they talk about what they're going to do, they might say the word like plan, or also they say, I'm going to bring in all these people and we're going to talk and we're going to figure this out. And if you've been in business, like any kind of level of business or management or any kind of, you know, you realize none of this stuff, like if you were to action plan, like if, if your boss came to you and said, Hey, you have this deficiency in your, in your, in your division, whatever you need to figure out a plan to fix it. The first step might be let's talk about it, but that does, that doesn't solve it. If you would have just hand that in, be like, "Yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna bring in all the uh, assistant managers, and we're all gonna talk about it." They would go, "Uh huh," and then what? And then what? He go, that was it. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna talk." Oh, you're gonna talk? Okay. What what are you gonna do after that? <laughs> and that's what I think he was doing. We're gonna break. We're gonna talk. We're gonna. And Kamala was like, i gonna like to speak truth. I'm gonna speak truth." Oh my god. If I hear speak truth from that woman. Yeah, speak truth. Now let's start acting some stuff. Ugh. Here's the truth. Technically, a tomato is a, is, is a fruit. All right, now what?
1: I know a lot of people thought Kamala did really, really well. I thought she was kind of... Kind of a bitch. I think she came across a little bit condescending. Like, I just... And yeah. I was talking to Brian about it, and he goes, but Trump interrupts people all the time. and is, And I said... But like, look, yeah, he does. Trump does. And I don't like that about him. I said, but looking at the way that Mike Pence, whether you like him or not, because I know he's got some crazy beliefs, but the way he was speaking and the way Kamala was speaking, I felt like he was being like patient and and respectful. And she kept like smirking when he was talking and like rolling her eyes. And then she'd be like, I'm talking, I'm speaking. And I was
0: yeah. like, "Find you." You know, Cassandra. Cassandra called her. He's like, she's she's acting like a Karen right now, a little bit.
1: <laughs> I know, it was in my. Like,
0: and to and to to kind of, I guess, go against that point. I guess some people would say that uh, it seems like a double standard because.
1: But women- it's not a double standard because I will say that Trump's an asshole when he speaks too. I'm going yeah. to tell, tell you that they're both assholes, really, but. <laughs> I just felt like she was like in. She wasn't matching the level that she was getting from Pence.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, she did not. I think the goal for her was to basically like I heard a, an analysis say that uh, she's really auditioning for president right now. She's 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 trying to her her. Everybody in America is really looking at her, going, "Is this going to be somebody that we want to see as president?" Because nobody really assumes that Joe Biden's going to make it all four years, whether it's alive or whether it's just cognitively, you know? (laughs) He's just going to go off the deep end. So anyways, after that debate, I felt a little bit better. As much as we're talking about it, it was like, it was weird and bad. I felt a little bit better because they handled themselves to a certain degree in a much greater capacity and much more civility considering, right?
1: Yeah.
0: But- to our kind of discussion, again, to, to talk about predictions for the future, what do you think is gonna happen? Who do you think is gonna win?
1: I think Trump's gonna win.
0: You think Trump's gonna win?
1: hmm
0: Can I tell you, uh, I think the same thing, and obviously I'm the kind of person at this point that would, would vote for him. Again, lesser of two evils, everyone listening. This isn't like I'm this crazy racist, whatever. i just, I'm thinking, okay, what's going to do the least harm? Still harm, by the way. Still still problematic, to be fair. But I think it's going to happen too. And the trouble is, is that I don't think the left realizes this is a lot like the first time Trump won, only to a much greater degree. Like if you were to look at the media and the way the world is, most people from the outside looking in would kind of be like, oh, this country hates this guy and nobody's going to vote for him again. But it's because the noisiest people, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, a
1: you know, honestly, um, you were going to say the noisiest people are the left.
0: Well, the noisiest people are the ones that are the, that hold all the, all the megaphones.
1: So that's what I was going to say is because there is a, there are a lot of um, Trump supporting pages that have become, labeled as, like, conspiracy theory pages and been banned and deleted off social media. Really? Um, and so it's kind of interesting that they, like, Facebook and them try to shut that down. I guess that's the part that confuses me. I don't necessarily, like, I think, it, I don't know, to me it's weird because it's like, well, why can a page that supports biden say whatever they want and be you know allowed to go on but if somebody makes a page and sports trump they might they'll, they'll ban you and and de- delete your page
0: yeah i heard somebody say that the uh the left is losing the middle
1: i think i told you that
0: you did yeah i think it was um but i also heard somebody say that uh a lot of these people in the middle or even kind of just just not leftists but just liberal people, just generally good. Because it used to be liberal was like, hey, hey, if you want to have whatever you want, you know, liberal was very accepting. The idea of a, of a liberal politically was that if you have conflicting ideas, fine, you are free to do what you want to do. That's how I feel. And they were very open and accepting. And uh, I heard that they're people who are kind of like slightly just more liberal, not leftist in this crazy stuff. What they're what's happening now is that they're they're hearing some things that are seem outlandish, and then they're proving parts of it are proving themselves to be true, and they're actually. Confer- so they said it was like they're basically turning liberals, like mildly liberal people, into Q people, Q-nons. Q <laughs> because because these people that are like, okay, I'm pretty open to anything, and then they're they're hearing certain things, and they're going, wait a minute, oh my god, and then they then they start researching the rabbit hole, and they just end up going. I guess it's all a sham because they're, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But I I do think that, uh, I, I think that Trump will probably win. Again, I don't, I also like to believe I that.
1: that my, my hope is that either one of them wins by a landslide, because I really don't want to get into the whole contesting of the results. Oh, but that's because another I, thing. I think Everybody can- got
0: on Trump for the, for the testing thing. I think that. Um, who was it? It was uh because one of our friends, our good friends, um, her mom received a ballot from California. Literally, she posted this on Facebook, took a picture of it. She got a ballot in the mail for her, I think it was her aunt or her mother that has been dead for seven years and used to live in California. It was forwarded up to Gazette's. They live in Idaho now. And they, she took a picture. She literally took a picture of it. She's like, I don't understand why I got this ballot with this person's name on it. Because this person has been dead for like seven years or a, a number of years. Dead. To see. And, they, and she has it. So she could have theoretically opened it up, filled out the absentee ballot and sent it in.
1: Well, we got it was interesting because Trump on the debate was talking about unsolicited ballots where people didn't request them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Literally the next day in our, in in our mailbox, Brian and I both had ballots that we could have filled out and mailed back. And it said the return address was the Idaho democratic party. And neither of us are registered democratic. I'm unaffiliated. And I think Brian's like independent or something. Wow. So I was like, Brian, this is what he was talking about. I mean, granted ours wasn't for somebody that was dead, but I was like, we didn't request a mail-in ballot. Like we didn't request this. We were gonna, we we're just gonna go,
0: right? And that's what I think is overlooked of the election thing too. Because when Trump was talking about that, he seemed like he was just being a jerk. And they were saying that like, oh, they've done mail-in ballots for a long time. But he's right to the to that point. Is that yeah, we've done mail-ins when you say I want one, and they go okay, here you go. Not hey, there you go. You know, handing them around. And then there's that video from that uh, that guy. Forget the name of it, Veritas or whatever um, website. That guy James O'Keefe.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He what did
0: you're a, talking He did a hidden camera video where he they found like a guy in like Wisconsin who's like he's like in his car. He's like I got three hundred ballots here, and they're like stories about people going to like old folks' home and walking around to those people and like going to their door or retirement communities and going to their door and getting their ballots from them. And then you fill them out for the people you want you hand them in and you get paid for the ballots.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: It's been verified. And like this guy had, he said he had 300 in his car and then they tried to debunk it by saying, no, he didn't have 300. He had 20. But in reality, in that state, the law was you can't have more than three ballots. Like if you're a delivery guy, you can't, you can't carry more than three ballots on you as a person because it's just voter, it's considered potential for voter fraud. And then there's all these stories of voter fraud happening all over the country for like mayoral elections. And Can
1: stuff I just like say, that. American Idol has had this shit figured out for years. Right,
0: yeah, and I mean, except for the whole, tonight? who was that one guy, the Indian guy? I don't know. Remember there's that one guy that everybody voted for, he kept going on to the next round?
1: No, oh, I don't actually know. watch the show.
0: Oh, but yeah. you're right, yeah but they figured that out. Why can't we just vote on our phones? Or, I mean, I guess it opens it up too, but Jesus. Yeah. So in terms of, so, so we've talked about that process. So we we both kind of think for predictions that we're probably on the same page with that, whether we like it or not, we're just making predictions here. What do you think when it comes to COVID then and our interactions with the rest of the world, what do you think is going to happen there?
1: I think it depends on who wins the election.
0: Is that so crazy, though? I I, I'm not going to disagree too much with you, but I think that's the most effed up part of things, is that we literally are going, hey, how is this going to look when it comes to the pandemic that we've been experiencing? Well, I think it depends on who wins the election. As if, like, a doctor is winning the election? No, just some dude is going to win. And then the rest of society is going to go, well, we're going to see if we're going to play ball and let the country open up again. Psychotic. Yeah. Do you think... Well, so given that what do you think do you think uh, the other things we had on our list were uh, or I wrote down were political correctness, predictions for the future economy and race relations but again how much of that do you think hinges on who wins
1: election, all of it
0: what are we supposed to do as Americans you think
1: I think drink <laughs> I remember like when we started this podcast like it was like funny like oh we can disagree and still get along and now it's like a way of life like we actually need to teach people that no you can disagree and still get along and I see like politicians posting the same sentiment and like celebrities and then you see people just completely ignoring the sentiment and hating each other and I've honestly started to feel like a little bit tired (laughs) like emotionally tired about it. You know what I mean? Emotionally
0: tired from the world.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm just like, like, I know this girl who posted this thing actually last night and I, she may listen to this. I don't know, but she posted this thing. and was like, I've seen a lot of posts where people say, um, it doesn't matter who you vote for. You're still my friend, like blah, blah, blah. And she goes, and what a rose colored glasses filled world you must live in. Like, And then it goes on and it says like, I won't, I won't unfriend you because of political and it just goes on. And then basically the last thing that she says is if I unfriend you, it's not because I saw you post something political. It's because I read your inner thoughts and I no longer like you. What? And I was like, that seems so aggressive to me. Like, like, to me, I'm just like, well, okay, so you're assuming that if somebody, and she obviously, she's a Biden supporter, if somebody likes Trump, you're saying that they like Trump because they're a racist, because they don't care about minority, like, they don't care about gay people, like, you're, you're assigning all these motives to them without ever even asking them, like, well, what is it that means you? Right. So should I assume you align with every single, like who in this world aligns with every single value that a politician has? Oh, right. I've yeah. never once Democrat or Republican had one where I'm like, I agree with every single thing they say.
0: Right. That is, that is an odd thing to, to put up there. And it's oddly aggressive yet very passive aggressive too. Cause it's super easy to post well, shit like that on social media
1: warriors. Like say it to my face. Or just don't, here's the thing,
0: don't say it at all because nobody really gives a crap because if that's how you think, you're probably, people are going to unfriend you for saying that. Yeah. Like, if one of my, if somebody that I was a friend with on whatever social media page posted something ridiculous like that, I I may not unfriend them just because I don't really manage my account that well, but I might just be like, I'm not going to follow this anymore. I don't want this I person. Have,
1: to- like one of my very good best friends um, during the Barack Obama administration. I voted for him both times. Mm-hmm. She was very much against him. She's always been really strong Republican, very much against him. We talked about it. We remained friends. We're still really good friends. Like, I don't understand how that can't be a thing. I never once was like, fuck you, girl. Right. You're I'm like, so you just don't want to be friends with people if they don't agree with you. So if I like, and then at what point does it end?
0: Right and when do we all and and where does it does it end with us all ending up in our own separate camps and we can never have a discussion but it's so funny to me because I'm with it because I have a uh, we have some some of our best friends are 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 people that very much so are different politically than me but I have no problem with that in fact well, it, to some degree I think it's almost kind of a good it's kind of good and healthy to have because it kind of checks it makes you kind of go, hmm, I wonder why they think like that. And I think yeah. a mature person goes, you know, they don't immediately disagree. They kind of just go, one, we don't really talk about politics because it's just, that's not gonna get us anywhere. And we, we sort of haven't agreed to that, but we just sort of, I just don't engage, you know? But at the same time, having that friend makes me go, hmm, I wonder why they think like that. I wonder if okay. I'm off in my and thinking.
1: Go, wow, I really love this person and their beliefs politically don't affect my life necessarily. like. Nope, that's that's I mean, I guess they do affect your life in the regard to the way that they're voting, but we live in a country where everybody gets a vote if you're eighteen and eligible. So I think everybody should have a vote right. But I don't think that the right for everybody to have a vote means they need to vote the way I think they should vote. They can right. vote however the fuck they want. If they want to vote for Kanye West, vote for Kanye West.
0: He made it on the ballot on one state. Did you see that in Idaho, I think. He did? Yeah. I saw, if I saw something online that was like, it was like a post from somebody. I, um, I forget who it was. I'm pretty sure it was Idaho. He made it on the ballot. Which <laughs> just funny. Part of me went, I think I just vote for him. But that would be a shit show. Um,
1: my, I, my thing, my only, I'm all four people voting for independent parties. Yeah. Because I think if less people had the mindset that, oh, that vote doesn't matter, then it could matter. Because if people voted for who they wanted in a normal situation, maybe that person could get enough votes to, like, make an impact. Right. However, I will say this is the one election where I disagree with myself, and I say, please don't vote. Please pick one. Because we just want one of them to win by such a broad.
0: Right. Like, overwhelming victory.
1: That we don't end up with Nancy Pelosi. Did you know that? What? That Nancy Pelosi is in line to be president if it's still contested when Trump's term comes to an end.
0: That would be a nightmare. She needs to go. She needs to get she needs to go. So Oh my god, sorry. I don't want to rant for a second, but listen, left or right, I don't care where you are. You have to look at this. The whole idea of like the stimulus stuff that they're going through, yeah. right? They were they were at the discussion table with her and Steve Mnuchin or whatever or whoever i don 't know they're either dis- they're discussing or they're at the at the bargaining table or whatever talking about a, a stimulus deal after weeks right they've been they've been talking about it and trying to figure this out i 'm doing air quotes for those of you just listening. Finally, Trump tweets and granted he doesn't direct them what to do. he just says this is what you should do they 're their own people right because they're they're a separate branch of the government, but he can sort of direct it. He basically tells the Republican party, Hey, stop, stop, stop deliberating because it's, and he did that because he's like, it's not going anywhere. You guys can sit there and talk for weeks and weeks and weeks. You're not getting it. Nothing is being solved here. So he finally was like, stop discussing it. Then he came back and was like, let's do standalone bills. Let's get, let's get payments out to people. Let's get, you know, aid to the the airline workers. Let's get small business loans out to payroll protection loans and let's do them as individual bills. The pieces that we basically do agree on, and then I'll sign them immediately and then Nancy Pelosi's like we're not doing that stuff unless we have a unless it's part of a larger
1: stimulus like, because the- she wants things she's holding. She's holding stimulus for the people that need it hostage to get other things done. That's on her agenda.
0: Yes, because she has others. Because she knows that the stuff that really needs to happen. That she and then she goes on and she goes, I can't believe Trump would delay the these American people. We were we were so close. We were making progress. And you're like, eventually, if you set two people into a room and said, you guys don't come out until you figure it out. If two weeks later you're like, did you guys figure it out yet? You'd be like, fine, get out here. What did you? What have you agreed on? You've agreed on this. Great, let's do this. You've agreed on this. Okay, you know what I mean? It just seems so.
1: <sighs> I thought she was getting a blowout.
0: <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So I was going to tell you, what, what sparked this this episode, we actually were talking about this before the debates a little bit, and then the debates happened to kind of change things a little bit. But I will tell you, one of the things that I think my predictions for the future, just in general, again, a lot of it depends on who gets elected, but I will tell you, I believe there is some there are some big changes that are going to happen in this country, but I also believe that they're going to be positive. Meaning I think the the nation, the individuals, like the, the populace is going to be spearheading or kind of leading a turnaround for the country. Now, I don't maybe it depends on again, it depends on who gets elected, but I th- I think that the world political correctness being so crazy, the idea of like, safe spaces and micro i mean all the little nonsense in the world that is that everybody's become so touchy and divisive on i think the pendulum is going to start swinging back the other way meaning people are going to start coming and getting and being more accepting of other people's views and not taking everything so personally they're going to be able to get along and then they're going to be able to progress things but i think it's going to happen at more of a local level and it will sort of not only say trickle up but it's good that the, the powers that be, so to speak, federally, are gonna eventually start seeing this and we're gonna start seeing our candidates change. I think this election is sort of the one that, the first Trump victory sort of shook the cage. This one, no matter what happens, is gonna be the one that slams it on the ground and breaks the system open. We all kinda go, okay, this all needs to change a little bit. It won't be dramatic and immediate, or it won't be immediate, rather, but it will be, I think it will be dramatic. I think we're gonna start seeing some positive things happen because there's too many smart people that know the history of how countries fall and are looking at what America's going through and going, this is exactly what happens right before a country falls. This is what happened before the Roman Empire fell. This is what happened before lots of other nations fell. Or- think we're gonna or,
1: have like a Brexit situation where half the country.
0: Well, I don't know enough about Brexit. I just, it's just a word I knew and I knew like people were torn and split between it. But I just think there's, a, there's so many issues. There's so much turmoil in our nation But yet there's enough smart, sane, mature people and well-meaning individuals who still believe in some some of the core values of this nation, not ones written into the Constitution, but the core kind of underlying theme of like, let's all just get along and make this the best thing we can. There's enough of that in society that I don't think the nation will fall apart completely. But I do think that... We're going to start seeing some changes that are going to help bring it back the other way. Meaning, and I don't mean the other way like to the right or anything like that. I mean like back the other way in terms of like we're not people will be able to go to college, and the college will not be this place where students are protesting the teachers. Every, things will just fall back into a normal, a relatively normal societal order. Hopefully, with a better structure that maybe doesn't have some of the problems we see now, police and you know power struggles and stuff like that. We start seeing some of those improve. Because right now we're not doing any action to fix these things. We're just causing, you know, we're just causing friction. Yeah. Because there's a saying that says movement causes friction. Meaning anytime two things move, it causes friction. It causes, you know, heat or friction. And I think that's what the country is going through. We're experiencing friction as a nation right now because we're moving. We're changing. We're growing. Growth hurts Uh, sometimes.
1: I saw this thing that was like, you know, as young growing up and you're always taught, like, you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about religion, right? Mm-hmm. But it was like, maybe that's not how we should raise our children anymore because it's come to the point where people can't have discussions, civilized. Like, maybe we should teach them you talk about politics, you talk about religion, and you do it without getting so emotionally invested that you light the friendship or the relationship on fire.
0: Right. Right.
1: And draw a line in the sand and say you're over there, I'm over here.
0: Right. You draw a line in the sand, and then you draw another line. And oh, never mind, it was a stupid joke. I think you recognize that you're both in the same sandbox, so you don't have. You can draw lines all you want, but you're all in the same sandbox. Correct. And you eventually got to play nice together. I also think too that people wrap up a lot of their personal self worth into their perspectives on problems in the world. I mean, their political beliefs, their ideology, they're putting, so di- so disagreements with that, people who disagree with that, they feel like they're disagreeing with them as a person. And that couldn't, that's that's not how it should be, you know? Like the idea of safe spaces, this, I'm not gonna get into this discussion, but like something I just heard What's recently. Safe What's that?
1: What's a safe space?
0: The idea that like, you know, like universities will have this where they like, they feel like this is a safe space, meaning it's a place where you can be, where you don't have to be challenged with your ideas. Meaning if you believe this way, a safe space for you is a place where somebody who thinks opposite of you or counter to what you believe will not quote unquote, try to engage you or attack you. Not physically, but like whether it's through words. It's this horrible thing where it's just this kind of like, we just need, America will need to toughen up, and I think we're realizing now that when we have this divisiveness, eventually we're gonna either have to toughen up, or it's gonna be a tough life for you. Meaning toughen up in the sense that like, I can believe one thing, and I can hear somebody going off about something completely opposite that I don't agree with, and I can go, hmm, I don't agree with that, but I'm still okay as a person hmm hmm I heard that. But I don't think that most of America is like that. I think that most of America is like you and I to a certain degree. You know, maybe varying levels of it, but, like, where we can go, hey, uh, I can disagree with that, but I still get along with you. Or at least I can disagree with that and not collapse into a, you know, a depression cycle.
1: Well, I just feel like why do we care so much about what other people do with their lives? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, I joke around a little bit here about like I judge people and all that kind of stuff. A lot of it's just me being speaking in hyperbole to a certain degree, kind of going above and beyond. Because inevitably, if I came across a vegan, for example, and met them, and I met them before, people are like, oh, I'm vegan. I'm not going to think ill of that person. I'm not going to think that they're a moron. I'll be very nice to them. I'll be, I might ask them questions about it. I might even joke with them and be like, so are you super hungry? How bad do you want a steak right now? And if, they are, if they're happy with themselves, I'm, I'm happy for them. I don't care. But I don't know. Yeah. Are you asleep?
1: No, I'm still here.
0: Uh, <laughs> what are you leaning on? The wall. Is there a door right there?
1: Yeah, it's a closet.
0: Oh, oh okay. Well, I was, uh, I was wondering, you know, in the last little thing I want to mention or ask and kind of discuss real briefly is that in the end america will it make it that's the question
1: i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm real concerned about it
0: yeah well i heard uh,
1: it's be a civil war again
0: i don't think there's going to be a civil war i don't think there's going to be a civil war i mean maybe not to so the i think we're already in the midst of a civil war we're in a modern day civil war and it's because we're not going to ever have a war where like a bunch of people from one side line up across a big battlefield. Cause obviously that's not how wars are fought anymore. But I think that we are in the midst of a, of somewhat of a battle of ideologies, but I also don't think there can be a winner, you know, like one side can't win. I think in the end, the, 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 the solution to it, the, the victory is going to be a victory for everybody. And the, the way that's going to have to come about is going to have to come about through, through compromise, through listening, through finding common ground and then starting from there. Whether or not it's going to please everybody, you know, if you're a parent, you know that you have to make decisions that sometimes aren't going to make your kids very happy, but it's the right decision to make. And politicians need to kind of do the same thing. Listen, I'm going to make a decision here that I think is the right decision to make. It's not going to make everybody happy, but for the most part, it's going to be. And then it's up to us as citizens to live our lives that make ourselves happy and not worry so much about what Washington's doing.
1: Maybe we should worry about what Washington's doing and reconfigure the whole system.
0: How would you a reconfigure it? What do you mean?
1: I mean, like, maybe put term limits.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because, you know, the system itself, the three branches and everything the forefathers set out is nuts. How crazy, how crazy smart they were. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, I think America's seeing that a little bit now. We're kind of going like, these were these these wealthy white guys back then, they kind of had something. Did you know a side note? Did you know that they prayed for several hours before they before every meeting that they wrote the constitution? They brought in a reverend and prayed with them. Even people who were notoriously atheists, like Ben Franklin, I think is one of them. There's there's paintings and pictures or paintings of of like the room where everybody was kneeling down and they prayed for hours to get be given the insight to not deviate the country and not mess this up. They prayed with a reverend or a pastor. is that crazy? I'm not saying it's religious, but I'm saying like, these guys, we were not taking it lightly, I guess is the thing.
1: And now you can't even, the Democrats won't even say under God in the Pledge of Allegiance.
0: Oh, right, yeah. And I'm not saying we need to bring religion back, but I'm saying maybe, maybe maybe, some sort of religion-y type thing needs to come back and maybe the religion shouldn't be
1: Yeah, they do need social to bring media. religion back. I'll say it. Yeah? Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm, it doesn't necessarily even have to be Christianity. I mean, any religion. People need to have a religious base. Yes. Some religious feeling. And and it can't be the religion of the Hamburger. rock on Instagram. Hamburgers. Hamburgers. Well, I think America will make it. I think we'll be fine. Like I said before, I think there's enough smart people out there that are... In, I-
1: I drove to the mall yesterday. Yeah, and I was going up. Uh, is it Milwaukee? Is that a road?
0: A Milwaukee.
1: Milwaukee. And there was a sign that somebody had like just handmade and hammered onto a telephone. What are those called? The power Plum line. Pole.
0: Pole. A power pole. Yeah.
1: And it said, "Hang in there, America." <laughs>
0: What an awesome this sign. It's written
1: in like Sharpie.
0: Just no affiliation, no political affiliation. Just a hey, guys, I know. Hang in there. All right.
1: America. We're,
0: we're going to be good. We got this. Just hang in. Like those old cat posters where the cat's just hanging from that branch.
1: It says hang in there? Yeah, it's
0: just hanging there, like your guidance counselor's oh. office. I think that's what need we need a to guidance do. guidance
1: counselor. America needs a guidance counselor.
0: America, yeah. I uh, I think we all just uh, we all just need to calm down a little bit and stop taking ourselves so seriously.
1: Taylor Swift said, "You need to calm down. You're being yeah. too loud."
0: Just everybody, easy. All right, yeah, easy. All right. Well, I don't I don't know. So our predictions were really. It's so funny that our predictions for the future are really you know very politically based and everything that comes off of that race relations, economy, all that kind of stuff, even the environment to some degree can be predicted, all kind of hinge upon the election potentially, which is kind of sad. Like the president, the one, the president shouldn't be, it's a third of of the, it's one third of the entire federal government. Why should it be such a big impactful thing? It just seems odd. Like it should be a third.
1: It's probably, it's not really, I think it's the, like the consumer confidence levels that will affect things.
0: Consumer, oh yeah.
1: You know, like, because in all actuality, presidents don't have a ton of power.
0: Not, I mean, militarily speaking, yes, they do, but that's about, there's, uh, there are checks and balances in there, you know, like there's. Hmm. Anyways, well, we'll see. When is we'll the election start. day? November 2nd?
1: November 3rd.
0: November 3rd. Are you? Did you vote absentee? Or are you? I mean, are you going to the polls? I'm
1: just going to go.
0: I'm just going to go, too. Yeah. I feel like with all this mail-in crap, I'm just like, I want to go and see my thing and then hand it to them, see, see the ballot.
1: Hand it to a you know, little old lady.
0: Hand it to a little sweet old lady.
1: She'll say, thank you.
0: Greg Radcliffe has now voted. Yeah. Don't they say your name has just voted?
1: I don't know. I remember last year I took, uh, or last election, I took Crosby. Oh, yeah? Made him stand in line with me.
0: Teach him. This is what you like, do.
1: You gotta vote, bro.
0: Yeah. I just registered my new address, so I can, anyways. Well... That's all I got. That's our predictions for the future, folks. Hey, if anybody listening here has different predictions,
1: or just you know what, all on record, and say that we didn't really have any predictions. Our prediction was it depends.
0: <laughs> well, at least we do but we discussed it. And uh, and and to anybody out there who has different feelings, who maybe thinks that Biden's going to win, or who wants Biden to win, great, good for you. You know, that's that's well, exactly what I we.
1: I didn't say who I wanted to win.
0: Oh well, I know. Okay, well I. I just don't
1: I just said what I think is gonna happen.
0: Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. I would like Trump to win, but I mostly because I want Biden to lose. Cause he scares me. He scares me more than Trump does. What? Trump's like Trump's like a bear in your house, right? You're terrified, but you can see it and you know where it is. I think Biden and, and Harris are like they're like scorpions in your house. You don't know where the freak they are. And they could come out in the middle of the night and sting you, but you know they got venom, and you know they could kill you. You know?
1: So what I'm hearing is that they could both kill you. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, they're both not a good situation. But if I was going to have a situation, like, do you want a whole bunch of scorpions in your house that all have deadly venom that could come out of the walls or whatever? Or do you want a bear? I'd be like, "Uh, I'm going to take the bear, because at least I know where the bear is at all times.
1: I also would just shoot the bear. (laughs)
0: <laughs> this, this doesn't sound very good when I'm talking about President Trump being the bear.
1: No, I wouldn't. Like, I'll just the shoot the bear. No, I'm talking about an actual physical bear. Right. I'm not looking to go to jail over.
0: Well, it's and I, I just try to use a different analogy besides snake in the grass because you heard that idea of a snake in the grass, you know, because you can't really see it. You know, everything huh. looks great. The lawn look, the grass looks fine, and then all of a sudden there's a snake in there, it bites you. Maybe, maybe Biden is a snake in the grass, and mm-hmm. Trump is like a mountain lion standing there staring at you like okay you can see him you know there's danger there but at least you know the danger all the time because you can see it Mm -hmm. but you don't know where the danger is coming from you don't know when it's going to strike you don't know when it's going to be a problem ah because they come in it's like uh they come in they come to your house with flowers oh that's there's some i'm going to misquote the sayings i'm not going to try forget it. All right. All right. Well, on that ridiculous note, everybody, please be sure to uh, let us know what you think. Good. Let me tell you why you're wrong.com. Follow us on Instagram. That's the best place to go. I think we're on Facebook, but I feel like Facebook has just become a place where elderly people go to exchange pictures yes, and, and, and speak place. into the void. Because mm-hmm. if, if I see a post on Facebook, that's more than a couple paragraphs. I'm not reading. Mm-mm. You could be my mother and I won't read it. This was interesting. Oh, this is way too long. I ain't got time for that. I'll go read an article from someone else. Anyways. Alright. Any parting words?
1: Bye.